You're listening to the Big Finish Podcast. Official launch date, 6th of March, 2017. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs, co-executive producer of Big Finish Productions, voice of the Daleks, and the man who makes this podcast. Ooh, it's my fault. Uh, let me introduce to you my podcast co-host. He usually does the honour of introducing me and bigging me up, but from time to time, I like to descend from my fantasy pedestal. <laughs> to give him the praise he so richly deserves. Yes, I refer to none other than Benji Clifford himself, a sound designer and composer of this parish. He can sing, he can make you laugh, he always brightens your day. He is, quite frankly, one of my favourite human beings. Benji! Oh, you're a lovely man. Thanks for the kind words, Nick. I am touched. And it's wonderful to well, the payment be... has gone into my account. <laughs> well, I had, to, I had to do it sooner or later. But it's, it's a pleasure to, to be here. I particularly like the fact that you, you called it a parish. Yes, the Church yeah. of Big Finish. So there we go. No, thank you. You're, and you're... apologies to anyone who's offended by that. Yes, I always refer. I always talk about the parish. I always say, "Oh, he's a writer of this parish." When I'm talking about people who've written for Big Finish, I don't know where I've got the phrase from. It's very quite a quaint old English sort of thing to say, isn't it? Probably is. I am quite quaint. But thank you very much for your wonderful introduction. And could I just remind any new listeners out there that we at Big Finish are the purveyors of fine audio drama and audio books. Stuff like Doctor Who, Blake Seven, Torchwood, The Prisoner, Jago and Lightfoot, Charlotte Pollard, Graceless, Pathfinder Legends, uh, I've already said Blake Seven, Sherlock Holmes, uh, Dracula, the list literally goes on. Terror Hawks, you name it, we, we do it. There's there's so much there to, to enjoy and uh, I think that's part of the fun dive in see what you can find and uh, and let us know if you like it any cookery do we do any cookery I wish we did do some cookery Nick Nicholas Briggs um, <laughs> reads out the audio drama version of Gary Downey's Doctor Who cookbook <laughs> would be superb <laughs> wouldn't it Oh yeah. Well, the BBC have got. Has, has it come out? A new. There's a new Doctor Who recipe book or something coming out. Yes, that's great. I was. I, it's Is funny. It I went. I went to. Uh, I think it was London Comic Con. I was there, and uh, I, I bumped into. It was James Goss. Was there? Um, I think uh, yes, he, he the was signing of Torchwood for Big Finish. He is indeed, and he was signing uh, copies of various books there, and and they had a, a thing. It was. I think this was like the 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 weekend in which the cookbook went out on sale. And so he said to me, you must get a cookbook, you must. He said, if you get it today, you get an apron that says, <laughs> that says eggs stir um, something bake, I think it's, I can't remember now. It's, it's got wine covered all over it at this point. Um, but, but needless to say, um, it was a great call uh, by Mr. Yeah. Goss, and I have got the cookbook. I've not used anything out of it, but... Uh, but was this know, a BBC apron, or had James Goss made it himself? I think this was a BBC apron. I'd, I'd like to think that James Goss has this sort of secret apron-making company. Well, he is a, he is a purveyor of, um, of merchandise, because uh, <laughs> he, he took it upon himself to make a load of big finished torchwood um, carrier bags, plastic That's bags. That's pretty nifty. Is yeah, he the completely guy unlicensed. He just came to the office with a whole stack of them said, I've had these done. He thought, well, okay then. <laughs> what a genius, though. Were they, were they the ones at the Big Finish Day? Yeah, I think they, yeah, were. they were. smashing. I like those. Well, yeah, I know, but it's a bit naughty, really. But anyway, could I just say, coming up in this podcast, in a moment, the Big Finish news, 
all that's new and going on in our audio drama world. That'll be followed by listeners' emails. We'll read them out and maybe even have something useful to say. I wouldn't bank on it, though. Uh, It'll be time for our guest star interview. After last week's chat with actor Christopher Benjamin, Jago of Jago and Lightfoot, no less, it seems only natural that this week I'll be chatting with Trevor Baxter, Professor Lightfoot of Jago and Lightfoot, of course. Looking forward to that one. Should be fantastic. Last week's interview was great, actually, so... So it feels like we're on a nice little cliffhanger, ready to to start this week's one. So there we go. So then it will be time for our good friend, the Randomoid Selectatron, when we randomly select a release from the Big Finish archive. We then play the trailer, then do our best to say something interesting about it. Again, I wouldn't bank on it. (laughs) (laughs) We're really bigging this up, aren't we? Yeah. Following that, Nick will round up the latest Big Finish releases that you can listen to literally right now. Although I wouldn't recommend it because we we're talking over it. Um, yeah, so download. We're talking. It the, we're, we're talking. Turn it down. Uh, yeah, so you can download it from the website, pop a CD into the CD drive, or simply listen on the Big Finish app available for iOS and Android devices for free. It's it's an awesome, awesome little app. I cannot stress that enough. And by the way, our drama tease is the first 15 minutes of this month's long-awaited second series of Charlotte Pollard. Nick, want to tease us about that one? Uh, yes. Um, I've, I just finished it. Just uh, <laughs> not last night, the night before last. Oh, because yeah. you've been doing the music, haven't you, at, at yeah, the moment? Yeah, yeah. And so I... Uh, um, yes. I, I, and then I realised that I actually thought it would never end. <laughs> and it was quite a shock to actually have come to the end of it i've thoroughly enjoyed it really enjoyed writing it loved directing it you know with india and james and dan and the crew brilliant and uh yeah and, and david nagel's done a fantastic job on the uh, post-production i think it's the first job he's done for us as a sound designer david and he's uh, currently I think, working I think, I think he did a third doctor one as well I think I think he did. Oh, he did. You're absolutely yeah. right. You're absolutely he right. He did um, the transcendence of Ephros. He did indeed. And he's currently working on Conquest of Far, which is my third Doctor Dalek story. Yeah, sorry, David. I forgot, I forgot about that. Anyway, he's done fantastic work, and uh, yes, it is finally, hopefully, coming out by the end of this month. It must it's have been a little bit tight. With... I've been a bit late. Sorry. It's life. It's the way it goes. But it must—it must have been interesting with, with the Charlotte Pollard stuff because it's really going back to to some, some Big Finish's roots in a way. It's—it's it's quite a sort of heart back to the earlier days of Big Finish. Well, it is. Um, but the funny thing is that it's very much forward-looking in the sort of drama it is. I mean, it's a—I would immodestly say we've never done anything quite like it. It's very contemporary, and it's not what people will be expecting at all. Uh, in a good way. I'll, I'll, I'll tease further about it at the end of the podcast, just before Magic. we play you the first 15 minutes of the first episode. Is it, and before all that, and due to some uh, popular demand, <laughs> my son Ben, who has featured in the podcast from time to time, some of you may remember, uh, amusing us with his outlandish, unpredictable, off-message comments. <laughs> I love him when he was listening to one of our audios. And he said, you know what would make it better? Is if 
there were some pictures. <laughs> oh, anyway, he's consented to appear in the podcast again. Uh, and if you're not fond of children, and let's face it, we all know someone who hates children, Ken Bentley. I didn't say that. Um, then please feel free to turn off your ear things for the next few minutes. And naturally, I think he's fascinating. Ha ha. Yes, I put a little laughter emoji there just to make me laugh. Ha ha. Well, I do. He's my son. What could I say? I love him to bits. Anyway, here's Ben Briggs. Hello and welcome to the special Ben part of the podcast. Hello, Ben. Hello. And for anyone who doesn't realise, you're my son, aren't you? Yes, I am. And how old are you? Seven. Okay. It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. Yes, it has. And why is that? Because I've been quite busy doing other things. Oh, what have you been doing? Usual things, school, dinner, <laughs> lunch, <laughs> breakfast. It's a busy life, isn't it? <laughs> um, when um, I talk to Benji on the podcast, who I yes. do, the, do the podcast with, we talk a lot about a story called Death to the Daleks. Are you familiar with that story? I heard you say the title when, when you're at home sometimes. But have you seen it? You've read the book to me. That's true. I don't remember the... Oh, yes, I have watched it on the DVD. Yeah. Do you remember what happens in it? I think that... I think that might be the one with the things with that are invisible and they have those purple cape things. No, that's Planet of the Dark. <laughs> Sorry, I remember that one so well. Um, I'm not... Death to the Daleks is the Ooh, one. Oh, is it the one with the, the the crushed spaceship and the stuff on the hand? No, that's Planet of the Daleks as well. I remember it so well. It's... The, oh, there's the race of Daleks inside a big, like, thing. There's, there's a... Oh, no, that's the first Doctor. <laughs> I can tell you. I'll remind you and then I you'll know. I don't remember. City. I don't remember. Polystyrene City. I remember. Yeah, I thought you would. <laughs> so what do you remember about that one? Uh, the polystyrene city melts and there's like some kind of red uh, hopscotch thing that you have to avoid and if you go over it, um, the red bits, it will explode. Yeah. That's one of uh, our favourite bits, Benji and I, we talk about that bit because just beforehand the doctor goes, stop, don't move. I know, like this, stop, don't move. Very good. Benji will be very happy to see you, to hear you do that bit. Um, now, what have we been doing today, just now? Perhaps you'd like to explain that to everyone. We've been... Uh, well, I've been doing voices for a... I don't really know where it is. It's an audio thingy, do disc. I don't really know the whole story, but it's for audio. I've been doing voices for audio. That's what, what I've been doing. And what have you exactly been doing? What sort of noises have you been doing? I've been doing a lot of crying and crying in anger and doing a lot of angry things. Um, and I've been tickled by my dad to make me laugh. Hello. 
You did some laughing without me tickling. I think that's fair I, to say. I know, I know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And you had a line to say as well, didn't you? Yeah, I, I had, the doctor isn't here anymore. And you had a special technique for doing that, didn't you? Uh, oh, yeah. I had to do Mr Bean eyes to make me sound like it. The doctor isn't here anymore. <laughs> It sounds really weird because of my eyes. I, I've actually got my hands on my eyes, opening them up really wide. And it, look at that. Yeah, that's quite scary. Yeah, I know. It also hurts your eyes a lot, so do not try that at home. <laughs> when, um, when I... It makes you, you cry. It, when I played it back to you. It, yeah, it, it actually made me shiver at the anger bit because I was, it was really scary because I was like, oh, it's gone calm again. And then it goes, <laughs> I even nearly fell over doing that. <laughs> well, I must say, uh, I think it's been great having you back in the podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, I suppose that wasn't a question. Really, was no, it, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you left it. <laughs> and because um, people have been asking, where, where's Ben? You see, so so have you got uh, any messages for the listeners to the Big Finish podcast? I might um, take a few long breaks because. Um, as I told you at the beginning, I, I, I've got a lot of things to do in every single day. It's only on Saturday and Sundays I'm probably free or after school. Okay. So I'll be busy quite often, but I'll pop in occasionally to do podcasts. I have to explain that Ben's been distracted by the fact that my screen keeps going dark and you don't like it when it goes dark. Do you want to no, I, reactivate it by touching the tracker pad? Yes, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> because every time my computer goes blank and I just come down from upstairs, I just go, <gasps> and I run as quick as I can to my computer and make it go back. I see. Because they can shut themselves down. Have you had your dinner yet? No. So you're going to go and have that? After this, yeah. yeah. Well, I think this is it. Unless there's anything else you want to add, I think I can let you go and have your dinner. Okay, I'll have a, go and have my dinner then. Okay. Yeah. Bye! What a champion. Absolutely. Hey. I, I, I especially love those segments because it's like this little insight into into his world. It's it's amazing. And Infected by my fanaticism about Doctor Who. Well, what do you remember about Death of the Darks? Tell me. Not no, that one. That's planet. No, it's planet again. <laughs> that's hilarious, uh, so that, I, wasn't it? I think my favourite bit there is just, yeah, you know, I'm very busy. I've got stuff to do. <laughs> just imagine him like this list of things he's got to do. Sorry, Dinner, sorry, Dad. breakfast. <laughs> sorry, Dad, can't do that today. I'm busy. Got to play my, with my Lego. Oh dear, dear. I yeah, yes. I like the fact that he he said uh, about the thing with his eyes. Don't try this at home. <laughs> What's that? You know, he's clearly got this off the television somewhere, hasn't he? Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> yes. So, uh, no clues as to which story his performance will appear in. By the way, it's it's very exciting, very exciting. Obviously. Do you know what? Is it time for the big finished news, Nick? It bloomin' is. <laughs> 
This is the Big Finish News. Well done. He's found his uh, uh, jaw harp there (laughs) next to a pair of pliers, which luckily you didn't confuse the two. Otherwise, there would have been this, you know, I'd be saying, Benji, and then we'd hear, (laughs) as you pinged a pair of pliers into your gums or something. Yes. That's the, the anyway, news yes. this week. Yeah, Benji becomes an amateur dentist. Um, <laughs> so yes, uh, the time indeed has arrived. Events are in motion. The end of the universe is at hand. In the concluding box set of Doctor Who: Doom Coalition, released on Tuesday, the seventh of March, it's the much-awaited fourth series of Doctor Who: Doom Coalition, starring Paul McGann as the Eighth Doctor, Nicola Walker as Liv Chenka, Hattie Morahan as Helen Sinclair, and Alex Kingston as River Song in a thrill-packed finale, bringing events to the conclusion in stories written by John Dorney and Matt Fitton. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Eighth Doctor Adventures, Doom Coalition 4. The Matrix predicts Gallifrey's doom with catastrophic consequences for the rest of universal space-time. You can't really believe this is it. I'm running out of ideas, Alan. I command the resonance of the energies within the Vortex. Soon, the universe will echo with my song. If the universe is ending, I'd like to be on the winning side. There's no one else out there alive in the entire universe, and you want us to just accept that. I want you to accept that we might not always win. You saw what's out there. The darkness, the angels. The weeping angels of old, assassins from the dawn of time, quantum locked. My love, you have returned. Hurrah, hooray, happy day. Let's hang up the bunting on second thoughts. I thought you wouldn't want to know what was coming. I actually think I might have done. I've killed the Doctor once already. That's one time more than any of you. We made this happen. That's what you said. We caused it. It's our duty to go back and save them. Helen, you're my best friends. I believe in you. Big Finish. We love stories. Doctor Who Doom Coalition Series 4 is available from Tuesday the 7th of March on download and CD for the frozen pre-release price. Yeah, you see, only increasing when the set goes on general release outside the Big Finish website at the end of April. If you use an Apple or Android device, I must remind you for the umpteenth time, don't forget the free Big Finish listening app. When I was at Gallifrey One a couple of weeks ago, I was shocked at how many people didn't know about the app. Maybe that's something to do with the fact that we haven't advertised it. <laughs> anyway, we're remedying that. And by the way, a bundle collecting all four of the Doctor Who Doom Coalition sets can be found at bigfinish.com. There are also some great money-saving bundles collecting together the Eighth Doctor Adventures and Dark Eyes ranges. And of course, there will be news coming up about what the Eighth Doctor is going to be getting up to next. Yes, very exciting. 
On the 9th of March, we released the audiobook readings of two novels by Jack Gerson, creator of The Omega Factor. While writer Jack Gerson is rightly highly regarded for his creation of the late 1970s BBC TV show The Omega Factor, starring James Hazeldean and Louise Jameson, and also featured, you know, on our website because we've done continuing adventures, uh, there is other work too, all a bit scary and a bit supernatural, as you might expect. We're very proud to release two downloadable audiobook readings of his novels, The Evil Thereof and The Fetch. The Fetch is read by Carolyn Seymour, and here's a tease of what it's about. It's the 80s, and Alastair Matheson is forging a quietly ambitious path in the government. All is going to plan until a brief encounter with a man who looks exactly like him throws Alastair's ordered world into chaos. As this doppelganger crosses his path time and again, a series of events are set into motion with increasingly disturbing consequences. Is this double a spy? A con man? Or could he be something infinitely more sinister? Here's a clip. It was one afternoon in May, three months after he had first settled in London, that Alastair Matheson saw himself across Oxford Street. He was strolling leisurely along the south side of this packed thoroughfare when his eye was caught by the familiar figure walking in the opposite direction on the north side of the street. He stopped with the most extraordinary feeling of recognition, not the kind of recognition where one sees an old friend and comes to a stop with perhaps a raising of the hand in greeting. No, this was a sudden shock, as if there, on the opposite pavement, was the vision he was accustomed to seeing in the mirror in his bedroom every morning. But here, there being no mirror, was some kind of image freed from the confines of frame and glass and taking on a life of its own. It was almost as if he himself was split in two and walking in opposite directions at the same time. The evil thereof is read by Barnaby Edwards. Here's a tease. Tasked by his news editor to come up with a sensational article about old unsolved murders, reporter Eric Braden finds himself in rural Warwickshire investigating the horrific death of a local Lothario whose body was surrounded by bacon... <laughs> by bacon sandwiches. <laughs> uh, that's, that should read uh, by pagan simples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm spoiling the mood, spoiling the mood. Uh, the detective from the original investigation is now a broken man, no bacon sandwiches, and reluctant to tell his story. But there are others who demand answers, even all these years later. Where are the bacon sandwiches, they ask. No, sorry, sorry. As Braden delves deeper, encountering hostility and denial at every step, he soon realises that village life is not as innocuous as the locals would have him believe and that something unimaginably dark still resides here, waiting to be released. It's not a bacon sandwich. <laughs> Here's a clip. Three minutes later, he was sitting at the scarred table, a file of yellowing clippings in front of him. Enjoy these, Alex said. In a few months, they'll all be put on micro-bloody film, and you'll mess up your eyesight peering at them as if you was looking at television, as if there wasn't enough of that. We'll all end up with square eyeballs, and whose job won't they ruin next? He shuffled off into his dim alcove, picking up a large mug, 
emerged and disappeared into the corridor in the general direction of a tea-dispensing machine. Braden addressed his attention to the clippings. Starting at the beginning of October 1976, headlines, he noted, for two days on the front pages, Witchcraft in Warwickshire, Ritual Murder in Village. He read on. The body of farm labourer Joshua Gideon was discovered in a field between the villages of Greater and Lesser Cauldron yesterday morning. Gideon was found impaled to a tree by a pitchfork and surrounded by what the police described as ritual objects used in the practice of witchcraft. My favourite thing, just before you continue, uh, it says it says just before that when I was reading the thing about uh, the fetch, uh, one of the annotations says fetch clip, and I just had this vision of, of Nick saying, "Well, go on then," and I, fetch. I me having to go off on some like hare-brained adventure to try and find the clip. Go and fetch, like that film. Um, uh, give my regards to Broad Street with with Paul McCartney looking for the the master tapes of his album. That'll be me. Carry on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, both the fetch and the evil thereof will be available from the 9th of March. You can buy them singly or in a bundle together for a rather attractive price. If you're using the free Big Finish listening app for Android or Apple devices, you're getting the message. Uh, you will be able to listen wherever you are. Oh, but do please note that these will be large files and users should be wary of bandwidth usage. That's a good warning, isn't it? And by the way, uh, Louise Jameson reprises her role from Jack Gerson's creation in Big Finishes, the Omega Factor range, with the Omega Factor Series 2 out in April. Yes, uh, when I when I finish the music, that is. Got <laughs> That's some, my next task. The audio version, though, has got some great reviews. People seem to be really digging it. Yeah. And, and what I would note as well about the band, bandwidth usage is... Um, Unless you're like me, in which I've got unlimited data on my contract, so I don't have to worry. Um, yeah, you know, if you're on the go, you're travelling somewhere, pop into a McDonald's, pop somewhere, get some free Wi-Fi, uh, and and load your phone up, and you're good to go. It's really that simple. It's, it is, I can honestly say, without a shadow of a doubt, the Big Finish app is a game-changer. And if you like your audios and you travel a lot, spot on. Enjoy it. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. You know, obviously we're dreadfully biased. Um, you will, of course, have to buy a burger at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does sort that's of... Not, that's not a deal we've got with them. <laughs> Free burger with every story. What? Shut up. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd be morbidly obese if, if that was the case. I think. <laughs> so, yes, uh, there we go. So, uh, the Big Finish app, guys, go for it. Just do it. And that wasn't me endorsing Nike with their catchphrase either. Uh, yes, so that is the end of the news. That's right, I've popped it in the freezer, so it's nice and just nice and uh, fresh for next week, in which I'll take it out, heat it up with my bacon sandwich, and uh, away we go. There we go. <laughs> Time now for listeners' emails. I don't keep my bacon in the freezer, by the way. <laughs> That'd be funny, wouldn't it? But, um, yes, yeah, so it's, it's email time. Well, you say time. that. Yeah, well, I can just imagine taking out these sort of solid, <laughs> discus-like strips of I know, of but bacon. You, then you can just let them defrost, can't you? No, but but I, th- I always think that the... I've frozen bacon quite a lot, to be frank. 
Really? In the past. Yeah, I don't. we don't have bacon in the house now. My wife's a vegetarian and... So, so you know, frozen bacon I, is a way. I have to go out for my bacon. I always, whenever I'm in Germany, I always fancy a bacon sandwich, and you just can't get bacon over there, like proper bacon. Mm. Like you just get really like weird bacon. Like I, I, I go, I've tried everywhere, and you go, so I'll have some bacon, like with some, just you know, mostly. Well, meat. the kind of bacon we have in Britain, I don't think anyone else has it. In America, you don't have bacon like that either. I don't understand though, because logically, it seems it seems like the the best type of bacon because you get more 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 to actually eat rather than just strips of fat, you know. I know. I quite like the the, the Americans do a really sort of crispy bacon. So you put the fork into it and it splinters, it takes people's eyes out. What? I might have exaggerated. I really like it. I like it. Yeah. it is, is this the bacon section of the podcast? I think it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> bacon finish. Uh, yes, so it's email time, and we, as always, we're loving your emails. And all you need to do to join in is email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's right, podcast, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at bigfinish.com. There we go. So, first up then, this one is from Michael Gilroy Sinclair. Also known as Tin Dog, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, is he Tin Dog? He's Tin Dog, apparently. Well, I mean, he's one of the Tin Dogs. Uh, the many tin dogs they sound like a band <laughs> it's michael and the tin dogs uh yeah so could nick talk us uh through the story of his ring modulator where did he get it does he have more than one what happens if it breaks during a recording i've heard it has many settings what else can it do cheers michael gilroy sinclair aka tin dogs sent from my vic 20 like it what's a vic 20 I've no idea, but it sounds old, oh. and quite frankly, you know, I want to Google it. Yeah, you Google that. I'll answer the question. Uh, where did I get it? Um, I got it in uh, a shop. What's the matter? No, I've just read as what it was. It was like a realization. It? It's Commodore sixty. It's like a Commodore sixty four. It's an old Commodore Vic twenty. Oh, so computer. it's a sort of joke thing at the bottom. Right? Yeah, yeah. Go on. Ha ha! I just laughed at a computer joke. <laughs> Very good. I prefer the pliers, personally. (laughs) Those are genuine pliers. That rather sounds like the the foley noise they use for the sonic screwdriver in Doctor Who. Because, you know, the noise when the Doctor handles the sonic screwdriver. I saw saw them doing some foley, and it's certainly not a sonic screwdriver. It's like a pair of secateurs or something that, that, you know... Is it? Because I always use a... To give it that um, sort of ching-ching noise. I use a bottle opener, a really old Uh, one. Similar sort of thing, though, that's got sort of clanky moving bits. It's incredible, isn't it? Because the actual item doesn't have any clanky moving bits on at all, but you kind of expect it to make a noise like that. Anyway, sorry, back to the ring modulator. (laughs) I bought it in... um, I'm trying to stay relevant. I'm... I know I'm going to fail. Um, I bought it in a shop in, uh, I think, Tottenham Court Road or Charing Cross Road in London. Uh, I don't think the shop's there anymore. I could be wrong. It's called Turnkey. And I used to buy all my audio gear there. Massively expensive. <laughs> but, you know, I just liked, the, liked all the sort of glittering technology. Oh, he's looking it up. Is it still there? Um, so that's why I bought it. Uh, I don't know how I heard about the Mooga Fuga ring modulator. Do I have more than one? Yes, I do. Uh, for I, thought, I don't know how many years, about five years, I just had the one. And then one day it suddenly occurred to me, goodness me, what would happen if this broke? 
so I um, I bought I think two more uh, and then I would always take a backup with me in case something went wrong and funnily enough one did break but it wasn't the modulator it was the power unit on it you know the the adapt the AC DC adapter uh, this is all fascinating. I hope you're writing it down, folks. <laughs> I think Benji's actually gone to sleep. <laughs> no, no, uh, this 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 stuff interests me. I've 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 got a friend, uh, my friend James, and he he's a genius. He's absolute genius. Like type of guy can do anything. Um, and he he built me a ring modulator, and mm. he he went he went mm. he went to Maplin's, built it, and I think we worked out it cost about fifteen quid uh, out of the parts that you can get to do it. Um, yeah. But yeah, he he said, oh, he said, imagine if, imagine if I made um, ring modulators in the in the color schemes of of different Daleks. He said, mm-hmm. like a silver one with with Dalek blue knobs, and and very, I thought, yeah, that could be quite nifty. That's a great yeah. marketing idea, isn't it? Quite quite very suable. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, um, no, but he should, well, he could get a license from the BBC to do it. I think they're quite they're quite fun. They're certainly you know you can't knock it for the price, but um, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean because you know the Moogavugarim modulator is just shy of uh, two uh, three hundred pounds. But then, but then that said, and though, they're made in America, so I expect the price has gone up with the whole Brexit vote thing and the crash of sterling. They're probably more expensive to import, so yeah, they're probably much more expensive now. But you're paying for that design, and it's it's a it's a Moog as well. It's you that yeah. is like it's really good. It's the most uh, it's so sixties. It's it's you you've got the you've got to do it properly. In terms of settings, it doesn't have you know uh, I I had to find a setting. There are no presets on it because it's an old analog bit of kit, and it's basically basically four big dials, and you fiddle around to get the. You can get lost in strange sounds. <laughs> I, I do the Cybermen on it. I used to do the old Cybermen on it. Uh, yeah. It's great. Yeah. What else can it do? That's what it can do. Uh, yeah. So there you are, Michael. Tin Dog. Affirmative. <laughs> How about this from Barbara from Maryland? Dear BFFs. Love it. You did it very well, as Irene Adler said to Jeremy Brett, Sherlock Holmes. Yes, you pulled me in with the free downloads. Being budget conscious, I periodically trawl through the free episodes. That's on the Big Finish site, I think she's talking about. I hadn't been much interested in the Dark Shadows series, but after re-watching the 1991 reboot, I decided to give the free ep- the free first episode of Bloodlust a try, never thinking I would be sucked, no pun intended, in... And then I had to purchase the first six episodes. At about the same time, I finally listened to the Karnaki episode I had downloaded last Halloween. I bought the rest of them. That's about, um, it's read by Dan Stark. It's about ghosts, hunters, really good spooky stories. Uh, so much for budget conscious, says Barbara. They are superb. Hard to believe Karnaki and Strax are voiced by the same actor. Lucky for me, I also picked up Cicero, a true bargain for a fiver. Is yeah, Cicero, ancient Rome detective, Sam Barnett from Dirk Gently starring, brilliant. And how good was that? asked Barbara. I think we know the answer. Brilliant. Uh, totally engrossing and all the more enjoyable because of its historical foundation. Any chance of any more? A glance at Wikipedia seems to indicate there's not much more historical detective work for Cicero. Maybe just the one case against uh, Gaius Veres. I'm sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. Uh, best regards, always. Barbara from Maryland. P.S. You may remember I purchased The Invisible Man in lieu of a charitable contribution in John Hurt's name. What a wonderful treat that turned out to be. 
I've never read the book or seen the movie, so it was all wonderfully new to me. Really well done. Music, acting, of course, and everything else. However, I was briefly taken out of the story at one point when someone shouted, Stop! And I reflexively thought, Don't move! Such is the power of your death to the Daleks banter. Uh, for anyone listening to the Big Finish podcast for the first time, I would explain here that um, Benji and I are slightly obsessed with the 1974 Doctor Who story, Death to the Daleks, in which John Pertry says, Stop, don't move! Stop, don't move! At the episode three climax, is that right? It is indeed. Yeah, which wasn't meant to be the climax, but the episodes were the wrong length, so they were left with a rather lame episode ending where the Doctor has to point out a little bit of uh, patterning on the floor. <laughs> which, of course, my son, uh, you know, uh, remembered from Death of the Daleks earlier on in this podcast. That was about five hours ago, of course. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, uh, do you know, I think we should do some more Cicero. But, you know, I'm just saying... I think I've addressed all uh, all the points from Barbara there, haven't I? I think it's great that that we're doing historical stuff as a as a, as a bit of a as a bit of a history buff. Oh, what um, are you reading? Terry Jones's medieval thing. Medieval yeah. lives, great great yeah. book. I really I love my medieval history, especially mm-hmm. uh, Cicero, mm-hmm. Roman history. Fantastic. It's it's good. It's good. You know, it's great to tell stories that actually happened. I think, yes. in, in my opinion, I think you can list certain things at the end of it. You think, wow, okay. Yeah, Marcus Tullius Cicero, I, I believe. As, I used to have a history teacher, and uh, he, t- he, was, he did my classics. And whenever he said Marcus Tullius Cicero, he'd go up to somebody and tap them on the shoulder really, really hard every time. He'd go, Marcus Tullius Cicero. And uh, so it's, it's sort of... My memories are of pain. <laughs> pain. 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 Yeah, so. Oh, thank that, you for that, Benji. That's all right. An insight into my very warped, sad mind. Um, you may get off the couch now. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And here's one from Sally Nelson. Hiya, Nick and Benji. Love listening to your podcast. Thank you, you. so much. Oh. <laughs> I just said few. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I just, <laughs> I was just sort of thinking, what's going on? Uh, thank you so much for playing the trailer from Blake Seven Mindset. It's truly a terrific episode. Nick and Benji, you both said I don't know much about Blake Seven, and I was shocked. Yes, shocked to hear this. Buck up! Yeah, we so really many should... exclamation marks there. Well, you know. Lot, there's a lot to go through. I've seen the original TV series. I've got it. It's on the shelf over there. It's wicked. Uh, so yeah, I need to get on these these audios. You know, but you know, like Ben Briggs. You know, got a lot to do. I'm a busy guy. Yeah. Dinner, breakfast. breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The original TV series is pretty darn good, and the Big Finish audios are a wonderful extension of this. Sally says. Um, listening to the original cast and the guests love 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 I re-listen over and over this is what brought me to Big Finish in the first place and over the last few months I've bo- I've bought up big in this and other ranges yeah. I recommend Big Finish to many people and I'll review the plays on my Facebook page and I'm sure there'll be a link to that won't there Nick maybe yes know. well it's Blake 7 blog and other stuff I like Please forgive us for not reading out the whole review, but here's a rather cool conclusion. A good story, adventure without a lot of violence, personality building, twists and turns, great stuff I listen to repeatedly. 
Thanks for reading. Nana Sally Nelson, who really recommends Big Finish Productions. Ah, oh, thank, thank you, you very Nana much, Sally, Sally Nelson. Just time for a quick follow-up uh, from our old friend Anthony Zahetna. Nick and Benji, if there was a Dalek and Exelon left wandering the corridors of the TARDIS, which we rather thought because the Doctor left the TARDIS doors open, didn't he? Or Sarah did in Death of the Daleks. You uh, fooled, would they you meet fool. up with Mila from Blue Forgotten Planet? That's uh, Charlotte Pollard's last story with the Sixth Doctor. And the shady, uh, the rovey from No Place Like Home for a tea party. Anthony, P.S. Nick, did naming one of your audios death to the daleks exclamation mark upset many fans it might make ordering the dvd and audio a bit tricky in store i want death to the daleks not death to the daleks yes there's an episode of the first series of dalek empire which the i think it might have been the final episode i called it death to the daleks um, because everyone in it shouts death to the Daleks. As I say, that's you know. my memory of it, is, is just loads of death to the Daleks, death to the Daleks. I got a load of people at a convention to do that for us. Really? Yeah, yeah, I took my recorder along and recorded them all shouting death to the Daleks. I bet they I loved it. Insane. Yeah, it works really well. Um, uh, I don't know whether it upset fans. I thought it would, and I was warned that it would, but no one ever said anything that I was aware of. But then I don't go to some of the darkest corners of the internet where there are creatures that must be fought. <laughs> that way like lies that. death. <laughs> yes, he's, it certainly does. He says, quoting the book. <laughs> Bra brain death. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know what would happen with the Dalek of the Exelon. I'm just going to leave your question in the air, Anthony. Controversially, yes. I think they all just sit and play poker. There's probably some, you know, old room at the back. They all just sit around. There's not a lot to do after a while. It must get very confusing. You, know, you can't look at the clock and say, "Oh, it's bedtime." You know, it's, oh, w what time is it today? It was half past five a minute ago. And now it's half eleven. Yeah. Chaos. It's time distortion. I, I reckon there's a Sontaran from Invasion of Time still there as well. <laughs> just wandering around. I'm sure I've seen this corridor. Not the commander. Before. What was his name? Store the wise boy on that. some have some of that. You know. <laughs> My favourite Sontarans are always the the, the ones from um uh, like Sontaran experiment because they they talk like that. It's almost you just oh, yeah. grip your teeth. It's, yeah, I love it. Love yes, it. It's, yes, a bit of Kevin Lindsay, isn't it? Yeah. Champion, champion. But yes, so that is a question which you could all write your fan fiction about. <laughs> uh, uh, there we go. So that is the end of the emails. It scuttled away. I, I just saw it. it. It just sort of jumped out of my screen and, and has leapt uh, down the drain, believe it or not. I don't know what's happened there. Nick's looking confused uh, at his recording device there. Perhaps it leapt in there. Who knows? Death to the Daleks. Uh, yes, yeah, so there we are. Email music ends. Yes, I suppose you are taking me literally now. I'm reading out literally everything in the script. Uh, <laughs> Nick, time now for our guest star interview. Uh, you may remember that last week we told you all about the forthcoming short trips release, the Jago and Lightfoot Revival Acts 1 and 2, featuring Christopher Benjamin and Trevor Baxter as Jago and Lightfoot. Uh, I just get such a thrill doing that silly voice. Um, I went along to the studio recordings and managed to get a chance for a quick chat with the chaps in question. Last week we featured my chat with Chris. This week 
it's time for Trevor. So, uh, Trevor. Yes. Hello. Hello, hello. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Big Finish podcast. Um, I ask three questions in this podcast. Yes. But, you know, hopefully things just expand as yes. we go along. The first one is totally egotistical on my part. Yeah. And I don't quite remember the answer. Um, maybe you do. When, do you know when we first met? No, I don't. No. Is it? No. Uh, Chris thinks that it, it might have been at a convention in Birmingham. <laughs> that is very likely. But, uh, yeah, I think that's very likely. Yeah. Yes, that rings a bell. Okay, that's that clear now. Now, yeah, I feel, now, I presume that you've only ever heard, Big Finish-wise, you've only ever heard the Jago and Lightfoot stories, or yeah. do you not listen to them? Oh, yeah, I listen to them every time, yes. Do you? Yes. Well, because, uh, one thing, I'm very intrigued. I think they're very well written. And also, you get very good people in to play the other parts. And you don't always hear those scenes, because they're in the booth, and you're outside having a cup of coffee and the gossip. And uh, so I'd like to hear, and they're excellent performances. Mm. And I always listen, and also I listen to myself to see that I'm not dropping the ends of sentences and things like that. That's interesting because Chris doesn't want. Yeah, he, he doesn't, doesn't want. I know. Hear. I know. And it, have you ever heard any other big finishes? Because the question I normally ask people is, what's tingling their molecules about big finish at the moment? You know, if there's any particular being employed by them. <laughs> That's a fair enough answer, isn't it? It tingles our molecules to have you here. Thank you very much. Very good. Very good. <laughs> and what about generally for you, tingling of your molecules? Yes. You said you wanted an intimate interview. Yes. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, in entertainment, uh, you know, uh, television, theatre, cinema, books. I don't. Music, I don't. I don't have a television. Oh. I and haven't ever had one. Really? Yes, never. Never. I think I had one for about three months. When was that? Uh, oh, God, way back in the 80s, I think, early 80s. What made you get one for three months? Because I kept appearing on it, and I got, I got embarrassed going to neighbours saying, would you mind if I came in and watched myself on your television? <laughs> so I thought I really owed to myself to buy one. And it went wrong, and I, somebody took it to the corporation tip for me, got rid of it. I never watched it anyway. So, so that was that. Was it cheap um, and second-hand? Is that what you're no, saying? No, 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 no. It was quite an expensive one. But it went wrong. It went, it just went wrong. I thumped it a couple of times and nothing happened. So I thought. <laughs> anyway, anyway. No, I listen to Radio 3 in the evening where they have classical concerts, symphony concerts, chamber music and so on and so forth. They do a thing called Free Thinking, which is run by a bunch of reactionaries, actually. But, but it's very interesting. That's the one sort of intellectual input I get really in that way yes and that that's very enjoyable um i have a, a ipod which is crammed full of wonderful performances of mozart operas and and piano sonatas and piano concertos and all all the best of western music really and uh, including some modern some, some uh, stockhausen and so on and so forth and uh that's that that's my joy and of course reading i read voraciously and i have a kindle which is just a god's gift because you hear about a, a book reviewed say on night waves or free thinking as it's called now and you think oh that sounds interesting and you download it then of course you've got to read it <laughs> but uh, no it's 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 uh, it's uh, the kindle is a wonderful invention because you don't have to keep lugging books around yeah. and in the end Unless you live in a great palace, where do you put them? So it's there. You know, it takes you could have take a thousand books. 
Mm. And mine's got about 300 on, on it, I think. And, and, and that's wonderful. And I read, and I read variously. I read history. I read good novels. I never read trash. I never listen to trash. I never eat trash. And I, and, uh, that, that, and I never read trash. I occasionally talk trash. <laughs> How do you define trash? Something that's not worth having your time. So sometimes you must start things and then think, no, no. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, no, absolutely, yes, yes. And I'm the same with people. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. You'll be off in a minute. I make, I make, I make a lot of value judgments. <laughs> I trust it doesn't show. <laughs> I can't tell, so you're doing a beautiful no, no, job. No, no. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I suppose we should say something a little bit about what you're doing here today. Yes, I think we bit, should, yeah, don't you? Yes, yeah. that's right. Because yes. we know you think I'm trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, just, we've decided that, haven't we? Yes, yes, that's, right. that's official. Yes. Yes, this is a bit different today, what you're doing, isn't it? It is very different, yes. It's very demanding. Because I'm mean, not only having to be myself, but David Tennant. Yeah, how do you do that then? Well, I don't know. I've never watched him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying blind. No, no, they sent me a CD of his voice. Oh, uh, right. And I went out on YouTube yes. and caught a clip of him doing a Lonzai. Lonzai or something. I got it right eventually for them. And, um, and uh, no, 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 it's fascinating. And, of course, it's obviously a lot of it is Lightfoot. But the challenging thing is being Lightfoot doing that other character. And that's been quite difficult, I found. But it's 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 good. It's good. I wouldn't want them all to be like this. No, this is it's, just a special short. No, but trip. this is special, interesting, and uh, it certainly allows you to expand. Yes. Do you do a a, a Jago voice then as well? I have I have done in just, the past. They oh, kept right. Christopher out of the studio while I did it. I think. They took him for a walk. <laughs> I, <laughs> not true, not true. No, I, uh, uh, not in this, I didn't do him. No. But in one episode. He's there doing it, I suppose. Yeah, they, yeah. No, he's doing some other doctor. And is there anything else that's tingling your molecules generally, like <laughs> theatre or uh, um, covered music and books? Books, yes. Just no trash, basically. No trash, no, no trash. I, 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 it's difficult now for me to get to the opera. I used to love going to Covent Garden, mm. to good productions, when the few good productions there were. I would try to get to. Um, <clears throat> ordinary theatre, I have great difficulty walking. And theatres aren't, you know, disabled friendly. I mean, no. you know, the They're stairs. old buildings, aren't They're they? They're old buildings, and you can't expect them to be. And I've seen a lot, and, you know, certain things you say goodbye to. I mean, it used to be a great walker. That was my joy. That was my holiday, walking the Pennine Range. But um, obviously not now. But I did it. Hmm. Well, where very grateful to have you here not at all it's always a joy to come here i love big finish oh but bless you we love you oh thank you very much without a shadow of a doubt <laughs> yes thank you i'm just going to go and write some trash My <laughs> good luck with the trash good luck with the trash yes thank you very much thank you I always sit the studio recordings, I just have these great visions of it being in old Victorian London. I don't know why. Sort of you pulling up outside in an old horse and cart. Popping it, ah, now, come in, old boy. Have some libation. Now. Um, <laughs> that's, I hope it is like that. Um, yes, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And, and there you have it. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Trevor, lovely man. Um, and uh, I, I think that he was slightly put off by not having Christopher to interrupt. <laughs> It's <laughs> normally they get interviewed together, you see. And Trevor's always going, Well, I, I think, and, and Christopher's, No, she's talking again, you know, and they do that shtick. And uh, I think, you know, 
Um, and at the end of it, uh, uh, Trevor said to me, so you're going to transcribe this, are you? Because <laughs> no, I don't know whether it's very interesting. I said, no, no, I'm just going to play it as it is. And I thought for a moment he was going to say, well, under no circumstances, may th- will that be possible? <laughs> uh, but, and then he went, oh, well, uh, they'll probably enjoy that. They'll probably enjoy that. <laughs> anyway, uh, so now, Benji, is it time for the randomoid selectatron? I think it might be. <laughs> that way leads to <laughs> Ran. <laughs> that way leads to Ran. I think it might be. Uh, yes, so uh, heading over to the Randomoid Selectatron, plucking something out of the archive. All, all animated GIFs are, are the same, and uh, here we go. Okay, thank you, Hannah. Buck Sl- up, Hannah. Back up, yeah, back up, back up. <laughs> back, back up, up. And buck up. <laughs> Reverse. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go, plucking one out now. And it's the ratings war. Is an oh. interesting one actually. So it's the it's the Doctor Who magazine one, isn't it? Yes, it is. So it's available for zero money. You can just download it. Beat the Meep is back, and he's found a new channel for his aggression. A brand new series is about to make television history. But can the Doctor prevent his furry foe from turning a docudrama into a crisis, or will the fluffy wuffy animals? Get it in the neck. The first shots in the ratings war have been fired, and the next one is aimed at your head. This release is now available through the Big Finish site, with thanks to Tom Spilsbury and all at Doctor Who magazine. There's a strange bagging noise going on here. I don't know what it, I think it's bins being moved around. <laughs> anyway, it's written by Steve Lyons, it was directed by Gary Russell, and it features Colin Baker, Toby Longworth, Robert Jesek, Alistair Locke, and Jane Goddard. Who, in case you wanted to know, is Rob Shearman's wife. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so there you go. There is no trailer for it on the site. I'm very upset about that. I might have to just go and download it. Pluck a bit. And pluck a bit out. In fact, here that bit is now. What in the... What's going on here? I'm sorry, Mr. Lowell. I couldn't stop him. He just barged straight past me. I wish to register a complaint, Mr. Lowell, I believe. I am Roger Lowell, controller of programs at the station. It's all right, Susan, I'll deal with this. Yes, Mr. Lowell. This isn't a good time, Mr... There never seems to be a good time, Mr. Lowell. I've been trying to see you for over a week now. Are you from the Campaign Against Television Violence? Because my secretary would only be too glad to make you an appointment. I don't represent any organization, Mr. Lowell. I am simply a concerned viewer who would like to make known his feelings about the appalling downturn in quality that your programmes have suffered. You do realise, I assume, that the most important live broadcast in the history of this station is taking place at the rear of this building? Important? (laughs) I hardly think so, Mr Lowell. Television is important when it's used to inform, to educate, to entertain. It's painfully clear to me that over the past few months you've made very little effort to achieve any of those goals. I really think we should talk about this at a later date. Instead, you have produced a diet of so-called reality TV shows, documentary dramas, quiz shows for the intellectually challenged, soap operas. Please, sir, I will call security if you And by the way, that beanbag of yours just moved. I beg your pardon? This beanbag. Or is it a stuffed toy? Either way, it's a very curious object. That, sir, is a prototype piece of merchandise for a new children's program which debuts on our channel tonight. Please take your hands off it. You must have been mistaken. He is right. You are imagining things. 
You have noticed nothing untoward. Forget your suspicions. Yes, there was also the first episode of Invaders from Mars was available on the same free CD on Doctor Who magazine. Stuck to the front of Doctor Who magazine back in the day. Uh, is this the one where Alistair Locke sings sings a song as Beep the Meep? It might um, be, mightn't it? I can't yeah. remember. I can't remember. Because Toby Longworth didn't. But yes. So Beep the Meep is, uh, was a character from Doctor Who magazine. And they said, you know, wouldn't it be fun if you did an audio story, a free audio story with that in? It was, you know, a, a way... Uh, free stuff is always good for getting people interested in our stuff. And so why not go and have a look? You can, can just get, get it for free. It's in the section on the website, isn't it? Big Finish for free. And there's, exactly. there's quite a, a great menagerie of uh, fun fun stuff to uh, access in there. Well worth it. Yeah, I mean, you can find it really easily, or you can just type Ratings War into the little uh, search pane at the top of the uh, uh, website with the little, you know, the customary magnifying glass next to it. Or you um, can search on, on eBay for hours and, and painstakingly look every single day for the rest of your life to see whether an original copy would pop up in which you yeah. might be able to get the CD. But Yeah, you know. pay for something that you could get for free from Big Finish. <laughs> yeah, and listen to on the app. Well, nothing else to say about it, really, but a lovely choice and, and it's lots of fun, brilliant work. Well, there you go. It would be great fun to listen to. But it certainly shakes uh, it up a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, a bit like the hokey cokey, really. So yeah, check out the ratings war. Pretty, pretty funky stuff. Cheers, Ran. And so that's it for Ran this week. He has hopped onto the tube. He's heading on the Bakerloo line. Uh, he's, he's. I don't know where he's going. I don't. My knowledge isn't that well. But all I know is that he's, he's reasonably comfortable. Um, there's not that many people sat around him. But um, he's the type of guy. If there was, he'd probably sort of make a loud huff and, and encourage them to move. So yeah, that's Ran. He's off. I don't know. I think he's going to a club or something. But um, we'll see him next week, <laughs> I expect. And uh, yeah, <laughs> have Thanks. fun. Cheers, Ran. <laughs> Uh, by the way, you mentioned Kidderminster last week, which is a, a glamorous place in the, the Midlands. And uh, uh, Chris Griffin, our marketing consultant, he lives in Kidderminster, and he was uh, he was convinced you'd mentioned it because because of him. I think I think actually you've been talking to him about going to a record fair or something, haven't you? Yeah, this is correct. So, do you know what that that now everything makes perfect sense in my mind because I yesterday um, I checked the train times for something on my phone and it says it said um, it's a Bexhill to Kidderminster and I thought why why am I why have I looked up where Kidderminster is and then suddenly yeah of course now it, it all makes perfect sense yeah. He, Chris said about this awesome uh, record shop there, which which is meant to be absolutely out of this world. So yeah, I think we're going to go and hang out down there and uh, like a true seventies style, hang out at the record shop. And 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 there's also a little Doctor Who exhibition. So it's going to be a oh, really yes, he told me about that. It's going to yeah. be a really fun day out. It's sort of yeah, I'm, I'm looking. When forward are you going to do it? I don't know when we both when we're both free. I think is 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 the real. Oh, answer. that'll be never then. You've got to make time <laughs> for these things. You do, well, when it's when Doctor Who's concerned, you have to and records, you have to make time. I was I was listening. I, I got Doctor Who and the Crotons uh, soundtrack on on uh, vinyl this week. Found it in a record store for five quid. So it's just like really, yeah, it's awesome. It's it's all just real old. When was school. that release? 
Uh, like, like very for the fiftieth anniversary, like a re-release, a repressing. I had no idea. You mean the story or just the sound effects? Just the sound effects and music. Well, there's no music in the Crotons. It's sort of it's weird. It's just all radiophonic noises. Yeah, it's all just it's weird all sort of... You got it, you got it. But yeah, it's, it's quite funky, though. It's, I tell you what, I did, I did get a, a shiver down my spine when, when I touched the needle down and and uh, the, the Troughton theme kicked in. I was just like, oh, oh yeah. so good, so good. Oh, it's released on vinyl. Wow, I yeah. miss out on so many things. It's amazing what you because there's this record shop in in Hastings, which is down the road from me, and there's a whole section. Well, there's two sections that I particularly like in there. A whole section on audio and classic radio drama, and another on classic library music, which is all like oh. old stuff. So yeah, I was in heaven, absolutely in heaven. Anyway, yeah, we did say <laughs> goodbye to Rand, didn't we? Yeah, he's off. I tried calling him, but he's he's on the underground, so you can't you know you can't get through. <laughs> Unbelievable. And so, as the podcast plunges into the abyss, only to be consumed by the mat moss from Barbarella, here's Nick with the latest releases. Let's hit it. There's literally loads. Doctor Who Zaltis Part 1 starring Peter Davison and the crew is available for free. Check it out. The War Doctor Volume 4 Casualties of War. John Hurt in his final performance as the titular name-denying Time Lord in a deadly battle with his arch-enemies. Getting great reviews. The Invisible Man, John Hurt again in H.G. Wells' scientific romance of a novel, lovingly dramatised, also getting great reviews. Doctor Who Short Trips, Gardener's Worlds by George Mann, The Tenth Doctor Adventures, The Vanilla Disc Box Set starring David Tennant and Catherine Tate, great reviews, very nice, very nice. Uh, Dark Shadows, Phantom Melodies and The Missing Reel. Don't miss them. See what I did there? Cicero, Ancient Rome Detective Work starring Sam Barnett. Superb reviews. Let's do some more Cicero, shall we? Yeah! Oh, and of course the fourth Doctor Battle, Sontarans in the Eternal Battle. And uh, Eternal, not Internal. That, that's a whole other thing. Uh, stomach Pains. And the fifth Doctor finds there are no chips available in the Contingency Club. Hey, thank you all. I went there yesterday. No, two days ago, but it's not called not that the Contingency anymore. Club. No. I went to the Continental Club, which is now called the Waterfront. Um, I can confirm it's very. I didn't get the chips. I, I, I actually got a bacon sandwich. Um, yeah, boring. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it was very nice. <laughs> very nice. I see we've come full circle with the old bacon theme, haven't we? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So well, you know us. We're, we're very good like that. So yeah, <laughs> enough of this madness. Um, that is about it for this podcast. Our drama tease of part one of Charlotte Pollard series two is coming up. The episode is entitled Embankment Station. Yes, Rand's probably there now. Um, I don't know if that's on the Bakerloo line. Who knows? Um, uh, can you give us a further tease, Nick? Uh, yes, I can further tease that uh, the Big Finish podcast news music makes a guest appearance in this story. Yeah, yeah. Although not in the upcoming extract. But I'll just give you an example of it now, just quickly. Police are baffled by six identical tragic road deaths in London this morning. The government issues a warning to NHS trusts on overspending. A minor earth tremor rocks rush hour London. And an opinion poll suggests the royal family is more popular than ever. I'm David Shillingford and this is the Lunchtime News. There it is. Uh, yeah. 
I just thought it would, uh, I needed a news theme and I thought it would be a, just a nice little reference. And it suited it so well. Like, dun, 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 dun. Uh, yeah, because uh, uh, so one of the main characters is a journalist, you see. And she works for a program called Night News. <laughs> anyway, I wonder what that's a reference to. Um, yeah. It's all Charlotte Pollard, tease, tease, tease. Uh, coming up at the end of the month. Mm. So finally, uh, before we say goodbye, Benji, uh, can you sum up the podcast? I'll transcribe these words and put them in the blurb that accompanies the podcast. That's what I did last time. Yes, that's my latest fun idea, folks. Go ahead, Benji. No pressure. Well, seeing as you're transcribing it, um, anti-establishmentarialism. Uh, uh, <laughs> no. Okay, so bacon sandwiches, pliers, more Kidderminster, Charlotte Pollard, Cicero, banter, great banter, um, uh, death to the Daleks. You guessed it, of course, it's in there. Uh, record shops, crotons, crotons. Yeah, loads of crotons, <laughs> and, and make sure you put the yeah direction when I said, point. Crotons, crotons, yeah, loads of crotons. That yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, so basically, direction point. <laughs> but, but, but base. <laughs> you will be dispersed. Oh, I love it. Love it. You will. No, I can't do it. Not as good as you. You have to do a South African accent, basically. <laughs> you? No, I'm not doing that. I... <laughs> if, 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 if you've seen Alan Partridge, you, you'll, you'll know it's 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 a slippery slope. <laughs> Uh, so it's a big finish. Goodbye from both of us. Bye. Bye. And here's Charlotte Pollard Series 2, Part 1, first 15 minutes. Go, go, go. The Continuing Memoirs of an Edwardian Adventurous. My name is Charlotte Pollard, and if you're reading this, I'm afraid I have to tell you that I died long, long ago. But the reason I'm leaving this record of what has happened to me is by way of a warning. Not a warning of some dire, imminent danger, but more a general warning that you can never really be sure about anything. And especially not history.
Suppose you consider holding me. Oh, oh, this is it. Come here. I think you'd better kiss me or something.
you feel that? Yeah. Blimey, what was it? No idea, but it felt serious. Hello, Steph? Uh, yeah, I'm on my way to the studio in a cab and something just happened. Are you looking at the news feeds? Nothing yet? Yeah, I, I think it might have been a bomb. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've got police. An ambulance, yeah, and a, and a few fire engines. Two fire engines already. Three. Jeez, something has definitely hit the fan, Steph, and it happened at, at 8.14 a.m. Come on, there must be something. Get moving. I'll check online. L- call me if you find anything. And get a camera crew ready for me. Looks like trouble. Where are they heading? Uh, towards the embankment, I think. Follow them. You serious? Do I look serious? You always do on the telly. But that's just acting, isn't it? I'm a journalist, not a bloody actor. Of course I'm serious. Now turn this thing around. Your fare's about to hit the roof. Oh, now you're talking, lady. Ghastly. What? Oh, <laughs> oh! I woke up to find my tongue lolling in the dirt. <laughs> Are you all right? Uh, yeah. Uh, my tongue stayed in, thankfully. <laughs> I'm so pleased. Oh. oh, well, it's a bit dark, isn't it? Yeah. This is uh. Actually, I. I'm feeling a bit sick. Really? Yeah. Oh, God. Sorry. Excuse me, I'll... I'll just be over here. Oh. Oh. Um, you just look after yourself. Um, you all right? Uh, yeah. I think so. Now. (laughs) Sorry about that. No. No, don't worry. I was looking the other way. Sorry. It's it's perfectly all right. I, well, I think we've both been through a pretty disorientating experience. (laughs) That's one way of putting it. (sighs) Dark, isn't it? Oh, you just said that. (laughs) And it was nothing to do with you kissing me and... I beg your pardon? You know, that... Just then, throwing up. I should hope not! And let's not talk about the kissing and the, um... All the other stuff we did when we thought we were going to die? Yes. We thought time was running out, so we... Well, we jumped a little further forward than perhaps either of us might have considered proper in, you know, other circumstances. (laughs) 
Well, don't snigger, Robert. It isn't attractive. <laughs> it's just... Um, you, you sound like you're from another century. I am from another century. Are you? Oh, I probably should have mentioned that before. Probably. Which century? The 20th. Early on. Really? How? But then, you know, I travelled a bit. Quite a lot, actually. In time? Yes. Robert, it's just occurred to me... What has? ...that you won't have a clue what we're sitting next to. And to be honest, it's only just struck me. What? Oh, those iron bars and the wooden things? Yes. Oh, I don't have the slightest idea what they are. We're right next to a railway track, and we're in a tunnel. Notice the tunnel thing. Dark and all that. Well done. We're in an underground railway tunnel. Move to the sides, quickly! Why? Well, there might be a train coming. A train? You mean like a travel pod or something? Yes, uh, sort of like that. A travel pod or... Hmm. So, no trains yet then? Thank goodness. And what happened to the capsule we were in? That's a good point. It's gone. Obviously. Well, you did ask. Not sure why you expected me to have the answer. Fair point. Hmm. And our Viren friend? Not here either. Hmm. What was that? Oh, who the hell did that? Sorry, sir. We have a marksman with an open radio channel. Idiot. All right, then. Better open fire. Now, sir? Yes, please. I have your initial clearance. Yes! Now! What do you think it was? It sounded like some kind of signal interference. Like a radio or... Wait a minute. I think I can see... Oh! Oh! Charlie, what... Well? Hello? Hello? They're down. Good. Bring them in. Can you please clear the area? Embankment station will stay closed until further notice. Can you please clear the area as quickly as possible? Thank you! Here's 250s. Wait around the corner for me. <laughs> right, you owe me. Sorry, sorry, madam. You can't get out here. I just have. Naomi Davies, night news. We're not releasing any information to the press right now. Why not? There's been an explosion, hasn't there? Everyone in London probably felt it. No information at the moment. What do you mean, no information? Oh, I'm going to have to move you on, please, madam. Please move back! Where do you think you're going? Excuse me. Don't make this difficult. You said there was no explosion. I didn't say anything. I said oh, so there was an explosion, wasn't there? Come on. You must have felt it. You're making this very difficult for me. Oh, no, Constable. And I'm sorry, but I think I'm going to need to speak to your boss. Where is he? In that black van over there. Wait, wait a minute. Who are they? What? I'm going to have to ask you. Hey, hey, put that phone down. No filming. <laughs> Robert! Not where am I? Who are you? Mm, that's top secret. Who are you? Oh, what's going on? 
And since you seem so keen for me to ask, where am I? You first. All right, all right. I'm Charlotte Elspeth Pollard. Okay, well, someone's running that through the system now. Anything else you'd like to tell me? There's no point in lying. Look, I went first, just as you asked. I'm being polite. How about you tell me something? Why should I? Well, because I probably don't know as much as you'd expect me to know. I'm not after anything top secret, just the basics. Seriously? Seriously. Just tell me normal things that you'd expect any normal person to know. For example, what planet is this? <laughs> You're serious? You expect me to believe that you don't know what planet this is? I don't expect you to believe me, but I'd just like you to answer me anyway. Would that be possible? Perhaps I should make it easy for you. I think it's Earth. Am I right? Probably England? Um, right so far? Yes. Well done. I can see this isn't helping me. Where's Robert? Your friend? Yes. Is he all right? What's his full name? Robert Buchan. Is someone checking on him now, too? You might get some interesting results. Oh, well, uh, I can't wait. Charlotte. Be careful what you wish for. Destiny Angel, come in for attack. S.I.G. Captain Scarlet. Captain Scarlet is virtually indestructible. It's either going to be you or me. You're Captain Black. Get one fact very firmly fixed in your mind. We are not fighting against men. We're fighting against Mysterons. It will be useless for you to resist. Captain Scarlet. It's up to you, Captain Scarlet. You'll never get away with it. Prepare to die. Indestructible, Captain Scarlet.